0: Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Did you know that 85% of photos are now taken on a smartphone? Our phones have the ability to take amazing photos. But how does someone like me or you who might not be a professional photographer take better photos? What are the common mistakes people make when it comes to mobile photography? How do you edit those photos and then get them off your phone to document them? I'm Stephanie Foster, and I'm excited to be joined today by our friend Shari Pack of Prisnickety Prints and the new Prisnickety Box shari will answer all of our questions and give us her tips and advice on all things mobile photography and we will also be video recording this episode so some of the things that we refer to you might want to jump over to our youtube channel to check out the video as well but welcome back to the life handmade podcast shari thank you stephanie thanks for having me it's always fun to talk to you Well, we are so glad you're back. If you haven't listened to Shari's previous episode, it was all about the importance of getting your photos off of your phone and printing them. And as memory keepers, I think we can all appreciate that. We love to document, and it's usually through our photos that we do that. And so we want to make sure we have the best photos available, that we're editing them the correct way, we're printing them the correct way so that they're beautiful and they last forever. So we're excited to dig into this today. Yes, I can't wait. This is
1: my favorite topic.
0: It is, and it's crazy to think that almost everyone now is just using their smartphones as their camera. I, I know I have a DSLR, and I don't remember the last time that I even brought that on a vacation because we can use our phones so well now. So easy. Yep,
1: yeah, they're always improving, and they're just right there in our pocket. So it, it's there's pros and cons because now I feel like we're taking more photos than ever before, and the feedback that I get is,
0: I have so many photos on my camera, I don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, it can get overwhelming. mm -hmm.
0: Yep, for sure. But also, back in the day when we were doing film, when we started out, when I did photography at the very beginning, like it was on film and you just crossed your fingers that the pictures would turn out, right? Once you got the process.
1: Do you remember? I mean, I I don't want to put my age out there, but you guys, who remembers films? You would buy these the role of like 36, 24, or 12 exposures, right? And so you're like, yeah. okay, I have two more pictures left on the family vacation. Do I use them here or on Splash Mountain? You know, or whatever. And so, and then you go to print those or develop that film role. And it's interesting because now that I've learned more about the back end, the person that's actually developing your film had a lot more control than you thought with mm-hmm. um with how long they kept the image or the film in stabilizer and developer. Um it actually affected the contrast of the photo. Um, but now we have more control over our photos, which can be a great thing and and it can also not be so great. And so I'm here to kind of share how we have control over these photos, how we can make them the best for what we want to do with them. And, you know, for memory keeping, we have, I mean, the sky's the limit. There's so many fun ways to document our stories and, um, yeah, let's go over some, some great tips. I have three good ones. Three of our most um, popular, I guess, questions from mobile phone users on how to make the best um, output for um, the pictures that they're taking with their phone.
0: Oh, that's great. Why don't we just jump in then? What's your, what's your first tip for us? Well, okay. So one of the biggest things we get, and this isn't just for
1: persnickety prints, but I just want to talk about general rules for, you know, your go to what, what will really help your photos, um, print better, wherever you're printing them at. And hopefully you're, um, printing them at a place or in a way that's going to be archival because that, why else are we taking pictures and documenting? Um, but the first one would be light like the lighting. And so a lot of people sure look for the light when you're taking the photo and that pertains more to fundamentals of photography and composition, but the light, that you're seeing on your device, the light that, or how the photo looks on your camera, on your phone, or your computer is actually backlit. And so if we keep that in mind, um, it may look okay on your phone, but when you go to print, it's going to be dialed down a couple notches as far as the dullness and the darkness, mostly because it's not backlit. Mm -hmm. And so we're viewing these pictures um, in a great light setting. And then when we go to print it, we're not realizing that the image um, might be a little bit more flat than we viewed it. So always use that as a rule of thumb. And for for me and my mobile photo pictures, people are like, well, I don't want to sit and edit all of them. Just a the basic auto enhance on your phone, whether that be on your iOS or on an Android, does wonders. So you can lighten it up a little bit, add a little sharpness, and usually you're good to go.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because there's nothing worse than like getting them printed. And you're like, oh, they're darker. You know, they're not as bright and, and you know, have that effect mm-hmm. that you wanted with the lighting. And so I do that with all of my prints that I'm going to, you know, have printed or photos that I'm going to have printed. Just up that exposure or brightness just a little bit. Or like you said, the auto effect really helps. You can tell. the
1: Really quick, it doesn't have you don't have to spend a ton of time with it, and um, I think I think once you kind of get the hang of it and just give it a try, you you'll just kind of know how they come out and what's the best practice for you as far as what it looks like on your camera, your phone or your computer. Um, it just and,
0: takes five seconds, like just five yeah. seconds. You'll get a better image when you print it. So super mm-hmm. important. And and along that
1: line, it's kind of like okay, I take thousands of photos. I mean. I don't know how many photos you have. How many photos do you have on your camera roll, Steph?
0: Right now, do you think?
1: Thousands. I mean, I typically go through, like, my album system, I do a year. So I'll do, like, a family album for a year. And then every year around January, I'll um, create a new backup folder for my phone. So I kind of have my own little system where I dump all my photos for the year into Dropbox. And then my camera roll kind of starts new. Mm -hmm. But. At least, and I don't even have little tiny kids anymore where we are snapping every minute, but at least 20,000 pictures a year. That's so many photos and screenshots and just stuff. So when you go to edit your photo and just kind of auto enhance it and you're like, well, now which one did I edit of this stream of 20 of the same picture I just took? I usually also every month um, create an album in my phone. So I have a separate album that I say to print um, or to scrapbook or to or, to add to my album's Um, and I'll go and just dump them in there. And then at the end of the Mm -hmm. month, it's really easy. And I just order all of those and I'm done. So creating that system really helps to, um, ease that pain and overwhelm of documenting, I guess, and printing photos.
0: Yeah, because it's too, it's overwhelming. Sometimes if you don't like favorite them or drop them into an album, you think, where do I even start with printing? Because you've got so many to go through. So that's a great, great idea. And delete the ones that you don't love, like in the Mm -hmm. moment, just delete them so that it clears it up. So, yes absolutely good, good tips for sure
1: and remember there is an album that's the deleted album so even if you go back within 30 days you can recover that people are so yeah. afraid to delete yeah yeah so my second one my second tip um would be resolution or pixels and so most people don't understand all the tech the technical terms i guess of print. And one of those being the DPI, which is the dots per inch when it comes to a photograph. And mm-hmm. I don't wanna get you know, over, I don't wanna talk over or get too technical, but when you're looking at a screen and maybe maybe this makes sense to you, you know when you buy a TV and you're like it's, or you're uploading to YouTube and it's like 1080 by 960, like those are pixels that it's referring to. And um, And so when you're taking a photo with your phone, you can literally print something up to depending, I mean, on my iPhone four, which was years ago, I was printing 12 by 18 and they looked great. So you can print up to a 16 by 20. Um, the new galaxy and Samsung's have a much higher um, uh, sensor so that your photos can actually be larger. Bigger is not always better. Like I wouldn't definitely wouldn't shoot my everyday photos in that larger setting um, mm-hmm. because then it'll take up more space on your phone, but your DPI matters and so um, for print, you want 300 dots per inch, and so if you think of a 12 by 12, because that's easy, you would want mm-hmm. times 12 by 300. So 300 okay. times 12 is 3,600. So you want 3,600 okay. pixels by 3,600 pixels is the most perfect 12 by 12.
0: Good to know. I never heard it broken
1: down like that. That's so great. I don't. I don't want to. I'm not a big math person, but I don't want to confuse you. But so, like a 4 by 4, for example, um, is four inches give me a four by four is a is four inches and um if we wanted the perfect four by four print that's really sharp what would we would times four by 300, 300. and we would get 1200 by 1200 dpi okay and that would be the, per, the most you know the the best scenario now you're like well wait what if i have 600 by 600 dpi so the smaller the pixels the smaller the print You're able to print. And um, that's kind of been, I think people are really understanding that a little bit more. Um, Over the years, we've noticed and tried to help people understand, you know, adding a photo or editing it in Instagram, it's or Facebook, they're going to be compressed because those platforms aren't meant for photo storage, those platforms are meant to share photos online. Mm -hmm. And so in order for your online album to load quickly, they need to compress that image to a smaller pixels so that it loads. Now a screen stuff only reads 72 dots per inch actually looks sharp. So you're like, well, wait, it looks sharp on my screen. It looks sharp on my phone. Why is it pixelated in print? Well, because the screen actually only needs 72 dots in order for it to give the same, um, look as a printed 300 DPI. So that's another, um, way that you can really control the outcome of your prints is to make sure that you're using high resolution photos really just um your the original photo that you shot with on your mobile device should mm-hmm. be just great um every app that we ever talk about or have tested for filtering whether it be um snapseed is one we like to use lightroom they're all going to export after you edit a photo they will they'll all keep it at that same original resolution so you're not going to lose anything with photo editing apps. But just remember, Instagram and Facebook aren't really there for photo printing and, and storing. They're there just to share online.
0: To view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something I learned from you as well is we need to make sure that they're in JPEG format, right? On our phones. There's oh, we options. want to talk about
1: that. Now, can you
0: believe that? This is, oh, you guys. It's so overwhelming.
1: This is why we are so passionate about printing a photo. I can do more with this print right here stuff than I can do if it was on my camera roll, and mm-hmm. there's so many reasons why. But now, and Samsung, if you guys use Samsung and Galaxy users, um, now just launched HGIC. So it's this format that Apple came up with. That what it does is it compresses the photo. It, it some technology that can make this photo smaller. So instead of a two megabyte picture, the size of the file, it's actually one megabyte, but it looks the same, right? Well, that's all wonderful, but they created a new format. So the format is dot H E I C JPEG is what we've used for how many years and every platform in the world can read a JPEG. So. Whether it be my hard drive, whether it be uploading to Etsy or uploading to Pinterest, or
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, that's we've heard so many horror stories about people that are like, but I just wanted to put this here and they couldn't access it because it's in an HEIC format. And it kind of frustrates me because Apple does this and they set it actually as the default now in your camera roll. And so unless you actually go and change it, you're shooting an HEIC. And then when you go to like share that to a user that doesn't have, Like if you're texting that photo to somebody that doesn't,
0: that has maybe an older Android, they, it doesn't, it won't work. Right. Well, I, someone texted it to me and I tried to upload it to something and I was like, why isn't it working? And then I realized that that was the, the extension and I was like, dang it. So Yeah. After going? 20 minutes of your life wasted. Yeah, <laughs> Your precious yeah, life. So that's a, that's a good one. So really quickly, how would they change that if they go into their settings? Do you remember? Or we can. Yeah. So I have, um, on our Instagram
1: account, I have, uh, like an IGTV about it um and i've done a couple of reels on instagram just for a quick view Um, but you'll just go into your settings and this is on iphone samsung and android it's you can also change this as well in your camera settings but you would go to settings and then you would go to settings and then camera and then formats so i'm in a camera now the very top it says formats and high efficiency is going to give you that heic but if you change it back to most compatible that you that'll keep you at a jpeg. Okay. And for me I would just use switch it to most compatible until HIC becomes more universal, until everyone's accepting it. On the Priscilla print site if you upload an HIC our software because we're photo based um, can convert it and read it. Um, but I've had customers, you know, same thing like putting it somewhere like Etsy or somewhere where like they it wasn't set up yet to read HIC and then it's a problem, but What if, you know, in 25 years, we can't read JPEG or we can't, or Mm -hmm. our image is corrupt because that can happen too. And so, I mean, I can go on and on about all the reasons why even just this little print is going to be more valuable than the 10,000 photos that you have in the cloud each month.
0: Absolutely. And like I said before, we did an episode with you all about that on why you need to get those pictures off of your phone and printed. So definitely, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that because there's some great... Great thoughts there. Great tips and ideas as well. So back to kind of our, our tips on what we want for our best mobile photos. Our third one has to do with aspect and ratio. Is that right? Yeah. Aspect ratio. And this is a big one. This is a huge one.
1: So for those of you that are listening and watching, how many of you think that if you take a picture on your phone, whatever phone that might be, that you're going to print a four by six And it's going to look exactly like the picture that you just snapped that's the standard expectation out there so what we don't realize is that the ratio that the 4 3 ratio that our camera is shooting at and dslrs and they can all change so i don't want to get into the because android looks a little bit different than ios but you can change your aspect ratio in your camera settings. Now the default is three four or four three right here in your camera settings. So in iOS, if you go to just take a picture and if you're using iOS 14, you will see, you know, here's your option to choose a photo or a video. Um, You can slide back and forth to change those. But when you're in photo, you swipe up and it's gonna give you these options to change your settings. So see right here, it says four three, that's my default. And now I can change to square like, I can shoot the photo in square and I can choose to um, shoot it in 16.9, which, oh, it kills me. Why would you even <laughs> want to shoot in these different sizes? 16.9 would be if you just want the full frame to be for Instagram or for TikTok or okay. for an Instagram story. That's that ratio. But for memory keeping, probably not. So, Android also has these setting options to change and it actually makes it worse for the user I feel like because we will get images that come in as a nine by 16 ratio and they wanna print a, ni- a four by six and half of the photo is cutting off.
0: Right, the cropping, yep.
1: But even with the
0: four by the the default
1: four three ratio that actually prints as a, let me figure out your hand or head around this four by 5.33. That is full bleed. So when you get a four by six wide You're actually Mm -hmm. losing a little less than a quarter of an inch off of each side or like total. So top and bottom. And so when you go and get your photos printed from your camera and you print as a four by six, you assume that they're going to be full bleeding. You're not going to lose anything. But that's when people are like a head's chopped off or this is cut off. Or if you put text or a really thin border around the full image that you're looking at on your phone, Mm
0: -hmm. it's not going to
1: be look like that when you print it. So it's a big problem, especially with creatives, because we're adding text, you know, in apps or or borders, and we don't realize that that image that we're working with on our phone is not actually a full 4 by 6 or whatever size that we are printing.
0: Well, it's good to note that as well. If you're going to enlarge even bigger, like 8 by 10 or 11 by 14 sometimes that crop is even more. So if, if it's a picture you're shooting that you really know you're going to want to blow up, I would recommend step back, right? You want to have a little yes. bit more little bit more edging, um, or border that can be cropped if you want to get those enlargements done.
1: Yes, so, absolutely. Think about. In the photo world. That's what I always say is, you know, it's kind of hard with selfies and those are the hardest for us to print. Cause we do look at every photo as it comes through and we'll adjust it to as needed and try to capture, get everything that we can, but, um, shoot wide because then you can yeah. adjust like this picture, for example, like if I were to want it square the subject Mm -hmm. is still there or if I want it wide or an eight by 10 or a five by seven, those are all different aspect ratios. So shoot wide
0: if you can. gives you a lot more options. If you're, you know, if you have that room to crop it or Mm -hmm. zoom in, you can change
1: your whole composition of the photo and actually, yeah, improve it by stepping back and, and thinking about aspect ratio as you're shooting.
0: What would you say? You said you guys look at every single picture that comes through every photo that you're developing at Persnickety Prints. What What's maybe the biggest mistake that you see where you're like, ah, oh, if they'd have only done this, this would make it a, it a better photo. What would you say?
1: Just understanding. Um, well, for the digital scrapbooker, it's definitely putting text or something right to the edge. Because whenever mm. you're printing full bleed, like have you ever printed a picture at home or like maybe at like Kinko's or something where it's never full bleed, there's always like a white border around it?
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: that's because the, it's kind of, it's just the process. So whenever you're using ink, like an inkjet type system, most inkjet machines can't print full bleed. Now they're starting to get better, but at the end of the day, there's still some overlap. And so when they're taking, when you're taking the image, the way that we print, we're, we're using a darkroom technology, so we don't use ink and we're embedding the image right onto the paper. Now this is not the best one to use because, um, like we're embedding the image right into the paper and our lasers can go right across, right to the edge. But there's still, like, if you realize how these prints are going through developer and stabilizer and bleach fix and there's teeny bit of alignment. When you put a really thin border on here or type stuff right to the edge, it's mm-hmm. really hard for us to adjust that, um, exact because we're not using a die cut we're not going Mm -hmm. we're just going to cut this out to a four by six that would be an exact by per millimeter it may be a couple millimeters off for adjustment reasons or that laser just hasn't hit that one side and so um yeah just keeping things right away from the edges just the very edge is our number one thing for sure
0: Let's talk a little bit more about like the ratios and the and then the the different sizes that you can print and something that you've done now. With, tell us a little bit about the persnickety box and the 4x4 print. This is really exciting. Well, one thing that over
1: the years, Steph, I mean, literally I've been working on this for five years because I'm a control freak and I don't like big corporations coming in and mm-hmm. taking charge. So um, it's taken a while to build, but finally we just launched this last month. Um, we created an app really for people to just easily swipe photos into their camera roll or into this box, um, from their phone. There's no uploading. You just open up your app and swipe the photos right in. And it's actually, I built it after Tinder. I was single for a few years uh-huh. and I'm like, how can we, um, make photo easy photo ordering as much fun as these stupid dating apps?
0: <laughs> Cause they're more
1: entertaining, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's interactive. It's, um, and so really with the app, you just, literally swipe the photos back and forth and just drop them into the box here. Easy, And it's that easy. Um, and then you get 30 four by four prints each month delivered in a keepsake box. And these Some are our sense. silver halide darkroom prints that you can then use your scrapbook.com albums for. You can use, um, travelers notebooks, you can use planners, all kinds of things with these four by four prints. Now people are like, well, why four by four? Well, first of all, my childhood photos, Steph, I don't know what year you were born, but I have, these are my childhood photos. And my mom had them in those albums that you peel. Yep. And um, same. so I actually took them all out because she wrote on the back. And I love handwriting. I love reading. Um, I just feel more of a connection with handwriting. There's me at Disneyland. Um, Back in 76. So these are my photos and they're all little retro square. So I love these. These are like my priceless little, and these are all printed darkroom silver highlight. We know that they last. We know that these aren't going to fade. They're not going to tear. They have lasted this many years already. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when I built this app, it was one built around this and then two built with the idea of aspect ratio in mind, because When you, people think, well, why square? You're gonna chop so many things off. Well, it's so intentional that you know that it's going to be cropped when it prints that we've never had one complaint that something was printed incorrectly because they know. And when you actually open the app, you just get one, you have one quick view and you can kind of see exactly how it's gonna print. And then you can Mm -hmm. go in and adjust that square. And it's just intentional. And where if it's just like, hey, print your photos from your phone, and there'll be a four by six. People think that it's going to be a full four by six, but it's not. So um, there's a lot we can still do with the four by fours. I love the scrapbook.com. Look, there's my albums down here. If you guys are oh, watching on YouTube, I love
0: them. Yeah. All
1: my beautiful 12 by 12 albums.
0: And then you have um, this. I love the four by four as well. I'll just keep yapping. So you're showing, just for those who can't see, it's a 12 by 12 page protector divided into four by four squares. Yes. And
1: this is literally like when my kids were little and I felt like overwhelmed with things and I just wanted to get pictures printed. This was my go-to system because I didn't have to worry about orientation. So if you're a pocket user, it's so easy because nothing can be upside. You know, you have to worry about landscape pockets or portrait pockets, or if they fit, um, they just all fit seamlessly. It's so quick. So what I like to do is integrate my four by four prints with other sizes, you know, like if my son has, um, an eight by 10 print from his soccer team, um, Mm -hmm. then I can get my eight by 10 pocket and put it into my 12 by 12 album a lot with all the other memorabilia and things. And so this is a lot, this is faster for me to do than it is with, you know, three by fours and things that have to rotate.
0: Right. Cause there's nothing more frustrating than like having your pocket pages and it's, it's, you're like, Oh, I wish the orientation was different for this one, if it would fit in. But when you cut it into a square, they all work. So it's kind of like gallery walls too. When we
1: assist people building a gallery wall in their home, it's so much easier just to do all square gallery walls because Mm -hmm. they'll have a family photo that's landscape. And then they get so frustrated because it doesn't fit with the, you know, the aesthetic that they wanted to create with their gallery wall, with all the different orientations. And so we're just like, Hey, just if you keep them all square, you don't have to worry about it. And you just stick them all up there and it looks great.
0: The four by four is what I love is that you can, you can put four pictures in there and they all become a two by two. And if anyone's listened to me before, I love doing memory planning, especially the storyline chapters. And so it's the perfect size to go in your memory planner or the happy planner. And so you can get the four by four and then just trim them down. You've got four of those two by two prints to put into your your planners—it's
1: so easy, and so you need to use an outside app to do this. So, like, pick frame. What do you have one that you've used, stuff
0: That's a so I typically app? go to Project Life to do the oh, yeah. the collage, and you can even do it on like a four by six or whatever, and put in the the two by two squares. Um, but yeah, you could do it right into a four by four, and then have it uploaded to the Persnickety box. Yeah, and so really, if
1: you're easy. getting thirty, bo- and this is a story box that comes, and you can write. As little prompts like who, what, when, where on the sides. You always have those leftover photos anyway that you're not well, adding to your scrapbook.
0: And let me say that box is so cute. It like you don't need an album. Like here's your cute box. You just pull it out. You've got all these cute pictures. Put it back in. Like I mean, that serves as kind of an album in it in and of itself. So super yes. cute. Yes, but for a journaler or someone that's plant that, that's using a planner, you can throw in
1: you know these. You could actually get thirty times you know 120 little photos a month if you were using two by twos. And then the great thing too about this is um, when you're printing silver halide, people don't realize this. You actually don't even have to have a pocket sleeve over the top because these there's no ink. So when you're using planners or journals or like um, yes. something that doesn't have a page protector, you can glue it. You can do whatever. I can lick it. I can put it in Diet Coke. <laughs> Nothing happens because we don't use ink. So these are the most archival way to print, and I love it. Like um, I have my COVID journals up here, where it's similar to like your planners, where you literally don't have to. Um, they're not going to fade. That nothing's going to happen, and you can glue and you can just stick them in here um, without having a page protector over the top.
0: Love it. Yep, they're not going to get ruined, so nothing mm-hmm. to worry about. They'll last forever, which is great. Well, what are some of the apps that you like to either edit your pictures to make them look their best or to put them into the two-by-two two format? That's a great question. And for me, it kind of depends on my what I'm
1: using it for. So um, if you've ever had – and we have tutorials like of this on our website, and I'll try to create some more Instagram Reels or something quick for you guys to see it in action. But if you've ever had a photo that has um, – Like a child in the, you know, something's in the background. A pole's coming out of your head or the the subject's head. Well, like, for example, this picture Uh that I'm showing on here, there's a little guy down back here that was just, he wouldn't move. And, you know, you're trying to get the whole beach picture and there's some distractions. So for that editing, I use um, Snapseed. And inside of Snapseed, it's, it's made by Google and it's free. I love it. It's free for all platforms. And there is a little... Um, you would go into the editing tools and you would find the healing brush and you can mm-hmm. actually go over there and literally just tap him, and it pulls the pixels from the outside of the little guy that's in this picture and then all of a sudden it just cleans the whole thing up and you can't tell that somebody was inside or somebody was in the back of her. So I'll try to that's show amazing. you.
0: So could you u- also use that like if um, people had maybe blemishes that they wanted to get rid of or mm-hmm a stain on their shirt or something. There's lots of different ways that you can use it to get rid of. Yes. So the the
1: healing brush inside of Snapseed is great. You know, Lightroom has one that's kind of similar, but it just isn't as strong. So I love that one. And then if I'm just using like a filter, like a photo filter, and I don't need to do any heavy editing like that. um, Sometimes I literally, I'm all about quick and efficient. Mm -hmm. So I like to literally just use the basic tools inside of the inside of your camera settings oh, yeah. and um, you know it, you can dive in and get rather than just clicking auto um, there's a lot of tools in there that you may not even know about that you can slide um, and Samsung this is the same they have there's all these tools that you really can edit and make your photo just pop and look a lot different um in post and so easy
0: yeah with the sliders Simple. it's so easy go in there and play around because even like I love the warmth one because sometimes it might look too yellow or too pink or something you can just adjust the coloring and kind of add some whiteness like the white or the contrast so it's everyone quick. can pretend they're a professional <laughs> photographer without so easy. absolutely yeah. there's others like pick Tap, go
1: there's um a color story for filters. I like um, Adobe Lightroom. That one is a pretty advanced. So if you're, if you understand DSLR and Lightroom, um, Adobe Lightroom is also free. You can't even get Lightroom on your computer free. It's like a thousand dollar program. And so Adobe's offered a free app, which is amazing. We have free uh, presets that you can use. It's a little bit more advanced. So I don't want to get into all the technical there, but that one I've I have got love a couple well.
0: of your presets and they are amazing because they just, they, they make it look beautiful. Look, look and like shooting in Lightroom. Like, like it depends on, like if I'm doing a sunset and I'm at a sunset um,
1: shooting in Lightroom, you actually can shoot HDR, which is amazing and get like a really nice sunset. And so just the tools inside of there is great too. A lot of apps aren't free anymore. A lot of them are, you know, mm-hmm. subscription based. Um, and I get it, like apps are not cheap to make, but find one that really just works for you and you understand and it's pretty seamless and really, really easy. One fun thing that I just did is played with, if you have an iPhone 11 or 12, and Android also has this option, there's a night mode that is, it's just automated. And one thing that I love in the DSLR stuff is that you can shoot, like the sensor's so strong. Well, just with the new iPhone 11 and 12, you can actually shoot, and this is a picture of me in Moab. There was a tent, I was like the creepy lady because you have to have a little oh, bit of light amazing. and this is night mode. And that is just shot with my phone. And you can see the stars. And um it holds. So you it turn holds... it
0: on to night mode first. Like you go into night mode and then shoot. Well,
1: and it won't show you. So night mode automates. So if you ever are okay. taking a picture and this is just on iPhone, um, you'll see like there will be a little yellow thing right here, and it'll say three seconds. And you can it kind of knows it senses that you're in the dark. Let's see if I do this. Uh, it's... Oh, there we go. So see how it says three seconds right there? So it's saying, oh, Uh I'm not finding any light. I'm going to move to night mode. So I'm going to hold the sensor open longer. And I held, so, and I tap, you tap on that and you can kind of control it a little bit. And I, for that picture, I used a tripod because you can't move because you're holding, I held the sensor stayed open for 23 seconds. So it sat there and it just held and was taking this picture and pulled in all those stars.
0: You would never get that detail. Yeah, you would never get that detail before. So it looks beautiful. That was a fun one. That's neat. Well, great. Any last tips you can think of that you would want to share with our listeners on how to get the best photos out of their phones?
1: Just find a system that works for you. And then it really isn't as overwhelming as one might think. And it's really like calling your photos at night, like you were saying, delete what you don't need, you know, taking just that two seconds while you're in the car pick up picking up the kids waiting for them somewhere just go through and organize your photos and then it's a quick tap and you're good to go usually so um you know and then back to print something because in 20 years HEIC, JPEG, TIFF, PNG, I mean hopefully we can read them, you know like we can read my old VHS tapes.
0: <laughs> exactly. I've got yeah, a lot of those that I can't even access anymore. So So it's really smart to print them. I think most of us that do love to um, scrapbook or do memory keeping or documenting, we want our pictures to look beautiful because that's what, you know, we're, we're working with. So these have been great tips today to kind of get the most out of those photos that you're taking. So thank you again for joining us. We always appreciate having you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for providing such great products for us to use too.
0: Yeah, we're excited. Those those pocket albums, the um, pocket pages, they're great ones for you to be able to just slip those right in. So exciting. Trying to make it easy, right? Yes. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me. Again, we really appreciate having Shari from Persnickety Prince join us today. We always learn so many things when she's here. I I know I'm taking away a lot of tips and um, apps that I'm going to go download now. And we would love to know how you, our listeners, have used photographs in your memory keeping over the years, or how has that changed over the years for you? Do you have a favorite photo tip that you would love to share about, too, that you think everyone would benefit from? We would love for you to share it with the entire community, either on our Instagram or Facebook account, um, scrapbook.com, or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, where you could also share about what you learned today or any of the tips that you have. If you want to know more about the items that we discussed today, including more about Persnickety Prints and printing your photos there, or about the new app, Persnickety Box, you can check out our show notes at scrapbook.com slash podcast. Also, as a reminder that we do have a video of this episode on YouTube, and Sharice showed a lot of great um, photos and examples, and so you might want to head over there and watch the video so you can see all of those things that she was discussing You can also shop scrapbook.com where you can find over 40,000 unique items and we're the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters like you. You'll find endless inspiration and meaningful connection in the scrapbook.com forum and gallery, and you can even take free online classes too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes. We always love when our listeners leave us a review, like one of our listeners, Cherish the Days, who said, I started listening as I was in my craft room and found myself taking the podcast on the go in the car with me. Every interview is well chosen with a great message. Thank you for that awesome review. We really appreciate it. And if you would like the chance to be featured on an upcoming episode, please consider also leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Happiness is life handmade. I drive
1: of eccentric